invade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Hello and welcome to all our dads out there and moms. You are listening to episode 102 of the Fade You podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, if you will. My name is Matthew James and I am thankful to be joined by all of my dads today, Chris Duke. You smell and sometimes you're annoying, but I am thankful for you, Dad. I'm thankful for you too, Dad. Thanks for being our host. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, Dan, as everyone else is, I'm sure, too, in the 60 units. And I'm thankful for communication that we get to see everyone, whether we're in Tulsa or in SoCal or anywhere near and far. We can talk to each other about gambling. Kmart, I'm also thankful for you and your beautiful face. How is Phoenix? It's not too bad. It's, uh, you know, about 80 degrees, pretty dry. So it's not that much fun to, you know, go running outside. You feel like you're gagging. But, uh, you know, definitely thankful to, you know, be born and raised in Southern California because that is living the dream right there. Yes, sir. Joseph, I'm also thankful for you because you are just a very sexy man and you have your taste back. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that as well. What's the first thing you order and want to eat when you get your sense of taste back? Yeah. So I got my sense of taste back last night and I could not be happier. I texted Riley as soon as it happened because he's my nurse that's been checking in on me. Uh, Yeah. So I'm going to order some fucking hot ass wings right after this podcast. And, uh, enjoy the shit out of that and i am thankful for my badass immune system who has fucking gotten me through this and now i have some savage antibodies so that is what i am thankful for i think you should eat so many wings that you give yourself a number seven on the chart it won't take much because i haven't (laughs) eaten a lot (laughs) i think maybe two wings is gonna do that for me but i'm gonna try to avoid the type seven i'll probably stick to like type five or four or six Okay. Uh, Last but not least, Riley, I am thankful for you because when I need my prostate checked, I'm thankful that you are my MERS. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Uh, I am extremely thankful that I was accepted into a program out here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so I can further my nursing studies and you know provide better care for all of you guys, whether it be you know, hospice care while you're on your deathbed, or um, (laughs) if I need to, if I need to, you know, examine your prostate, I can hopefully, I can hopefully do that and maybe even provide some pleasure (laughs) along the way. Maybe, maybe emotional pleasure too. And sexual, (laughs) if you're lucky. Exactly. (laughs) I will be, if I have to perform a prostate exam, I will be looking into your eyes. Just so you guys know, don't be they're alarmed by that. And hopefully the reaching re- around the other side too. Yeah. Eye contact will be key. Cup the balls. <laughs> yes. Well, Chris, I think most importantly, we're all thankful that we don't bet like Dan, right? Correct. We all harness poop and block bad. 
just like Kevin Nealon told us to in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Den did, uh, he had his way with us yesterday. He found himself a Mac favorite that won first quarter, first half in full. Uh, but, Joe, that's fine. We live to, we live to fight on. And, it's uh, fine. We just need to all say some prayers tonight because we'll be on some disgusting underdogs tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Chris, this is historically a very public day where the books take it on the chin a little bit. Do you can you explain maybe why Thanksgiving NFL football tends to run so square? No, can you put your finger on it? I'm trying to figure it out and. I know we were shocked last year uh, when Den came in on on the foreskins or the football team, whatever they're they're called nowadays, and um, and we were like, "How is he on them? How is he not on Dallas?" Of course, they took down the Cowboys, and uh, he chose the one one shark play that got it. So yeah, I, I don't know because I know the last few years I've uh, the the gravy doesn't go down as smooth, uh, you know, and <laughs> the wine, the red wine doesn't go down as smooth when Den goes, you know six and six and two because he just goes favorites to over so we'll see if we can get a little saints action to cover we'll see if the raiders can can figure it out on the road everyone's gonna be everyone john murray from the westgate said everyone's gonna be teasing <laughs> that one and uh and a lot of people are gonna have them in money line a lot of money line parlays with all the faves the bears and the raiders and the the bills so we'll see if we can get some dogs barking joe was maybe he- Maybe it's just Vegas, like handing some winners on a silver platter to the public because you don't want your family knowing you're such a degenerate, but it's not as bad cashing tickets on. Right. Right. So maybe it's Vegas like, you know what, we'll let them build their bankroll for the weekend where we know we're good. They're going to get murked. Joe, was it you who sent out the trend or was it some in one of the text groups? Somebody sent out a trend of it was like since 2006, Thanksgiving Day favorites were. They're like 34, 34 and 14, which mm-hmm. is just fucking insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Kyle, so. can, can you put your finger on? Is it just because of the teams? Like, we always get the Lions, and they're almost always an underdog. <laughs> that's, a free, they're always that's a free win. Right there. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. any theory, Kyle, as to why Thanksgiving Day Oof. in particular would be so strong for favorites? Uh, no idea, honestly. Um, like you said, I mean, it's tradition for the Cowboys and Lions. I can't remember the last times we were a fave on Thanksgiving Day. Um, they got that added Thursday night game, which on a short week, I think the trend, you know, since they started doing that is, you know, favorite. And Cowboys are usually favorite at home and they probably just show up for their fans. So that that's kind of my simple squarish answer riley is is cowboys the one that that den will for sure for sure be on cowboys laying the number at home against the raiders who look like a dead team is that the one that we're really gonna have to close our eyes and pray riles that line is dallas minus seven and a half by the way yeah i got i got it pulled up right here um you know i think i mean he's just gonna go in order is what he's going to do. He's going to look at the first game and he's going to go, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears here. Detroit sucks. Lions are winless, sure. 
he, yeah, and then next game he's going to take Dallas. And the next game, oh, man, Buffalo at New Orleans. That, um, Chris, I, I sent you some of my likes this week, and I actually included the Bills. Um, thinking about it now, it's most likely going to be a den side. I just figured they just, they're just they coming off that really rough loss to uh, Indianapolis. Kind of feels like a buy-low situation for them, but – I don't know. Saints at home getting six points for the fade you dads. That is a, that's an automatic play for us, I think. So, uh, but yeah, no, Den's yeah. going to come in on Chicago, Dallas, and, and Buffalo. I would be shocked if he switches that up any, any way. Riley, can we talk about what your plans are being in Tulsa for Thanksgiving tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. So there's a, I met, you know, there's one, one kid in my program. His name is Jared. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a country boy from Dewey, Oklahoma, which I guess is about an hour North of Tulsa. Uh, so he was nice enough to invite Ashley and I out for, um, to his family Thanksgiving dinner. Does he bet on sports? He does. does. But he's, uh, but he's, he's a Bavada guy that will, he'll, he'll fire maybe like, um, five parlays each for like five bucks, uh, six, seven, eight, nine team, just get crazy with the parlays and hope that it hit, they hit. But, uh, oh. but he does, he, he does dabble a little bit. Well, shoot, if, if you were to go through Twitter, you would see that eight and nine team parlays cash all the time. Thanks to, <laughs> to FanDuel and points bet and Barstool. DraftKings and Barstool. Yeah. I mean, those, everybody hits those, right? Riley, those are for, that's easy. Just that your eight nine team parlor, yeah. Bet a little, win. A <sighs> I I have a a special disdain for parlays, and part of it's because I've never, I I just never win parlays. But um, you know, and I I like to ride the dads. I like if if someone has a a bet going, it's like okay, let me let me ride. But whenever Carson comes in and sends his parlays, I'm like, damn. Yeah, dude, I can't get, I can't get addicted to his parlays. I don't know how he does it. He's probably the only one that's successful. Yeah, he's definitely hit a few, but even so, I can't, I can't get myself to, to tail him on those. Speaking of riding the dads, Chris, I sent you this one earlier. I've got one of the surprises of the NHL season so far. I've got the Anaheim Ducks with more points than the Stanley Cup favorite, Colorado Avalanche, up to this point. Yet, the Avalanche are minus 230. Is this just a trust line, or is this a trap because people assume the Avalanche are the Stanley Cup favorites and the Ducks were expected to be scum? What do we do with this one? We've seen that a lot this year, huh? Like with the Kraken and stuff. We, we, I think you and I were at Max's one night and you said, what the fuck is this line? They're like minus 230 under 500 against a better team. Yeah, I think uh, hockey's crazy like that. Sometimes they say they send you lines where just kind of mind fucks you. And uh, we'll see. That's interesting, uh, that line. And hockey's been crazy because we've had days where, what, they've gone 7-0 and or 10-0, and you know, every favorite. Uh, just kills. So um, they've been lucrative, but I think the dogs have been regressing a bit since then. Could be worth a, uh, a ducks degen play since uh, our, our friend of the show, top flight sports, Adam trigger was on the Oregon ducks earlier. And uh, Chris, I don't think that went so well. 
didn't age too well, did it? So maybe oh, uh, the Ducks lost. The Oregon Ducks lost earlier today. Wrecked. Got oh, wrecked. really? Ran over with the yeah, corkscrew cock. Yeah, when that came out, that was when I texted <laughs> the boys about corkscrew cocks. Apparently, some ducks, rudder ducks specifically, with these blue bills have corkscrew cocks. Maybe if maybe if the Oregon Ducks had corkscrew cocks, they would have won that game. Apparently not. <laughs> so we we got on this earlier. We were looking into this. We we're like, wait a sec. Like they can when they want to mate, they can just grow their dick. Supposedly, yeah. I found a, a nature.com article and I sent it to the boys about because they were like confused when I said corkscrew cock in the group chat. And I found an article about rudder ducks who actually, if there's sexual competition, they just grow their dick longer than the other duck, which would be pretty cool as a human if we had that attribute, but we don't, unfortunately. <laughs> well, kind of we do. We just don't have the ability to grow it longer than it grows, right? <laughs> We we can just, all we can do is tell, like, check out this shit. <laughs> I think it's just like our bankroll is our cock length. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> you want to attract more mates to show how big your fucking bankroll is, not your corkscrew cock. And you know, we don't we don't unit shame, but if you're betting five, ten bucks, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but There's in a sexual competition, kind of bankroll. <laughs> <You're> in, a, <laughs> in a sexual competition, that's not gonna be a very good uh, attribute there. Oh God! We can, only, we, we can only temporarily stretch our cocks, but unfortunately, it's not permanent. They retract back. These ducks—they permanently will grow out their penises. That's evolution at its finest. You're only—you're only gonna pass on your genes if you have a nice long corkscrew cock. <laughs> uh, survival of the fittest, right, boys? It's just Darwinism right there at its core. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Newton's law. Uh, first <laughs> Newton's law. <laughs> Newton's law. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Newton's law can basically mean anything now, according to Chris Duke. Anything. Let's, let's make a shirt that says uh, Newton's law. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> and people will look at it and be so confused. Oh God, Chris! We need just a fade den below it. Just like... <laughs> we need that. And so then the... great. <laughs> Riley would have kicked shirt. There's so many we have. Oh man! Wow, hilarious. We got to get the merch going. Anyway, all right, we'll take a break. We went off the rails a little bit there, but we love it. Getting a little silly today, the day before a big holiday. So we'll come right back. We want to talk some college football. Uh, last weekend of the regular season. And then we'll talk about some more of the NFL's week 12 slate. Okay, there is a pretty big football game in college football this weekend. Kyle, Michigan have a prayer in the world against Ohio State. Uh, They're going to have to find a way to run the ball. Uh, That's that's their only chance. They're going to have to run the ball keep the ball out of Ohio state and those prolific wide receivers, because, you know, I think they got two wideouts that are the next Jefferson and, and Jamar chase. Uh, you know, they don't even need to run the ball. They'll just score on you on three plays. So yeah. Ask, ask Sparty what happens there. Yeah. They got to take care of the ball, try to run on them. Uh, I don't think anyone's ran on them since Oregon. 
you know, they've shored that up since the first couple of weeks, uh, you know, get some turnovers, but it's, it's definitely going to be a tall task. They're the big house is definitely going to have to bring some magic. Chris, you think the books are writing any Michigan tickets at all? Oh, they have a uh, John Murray standing outside. Like he's a homeless person that says, will, will uh, take beer for, for uh, <laughs> if you go put money on, the uh, the Wolverines, yeah. So, uh, but everyone, I think it's because of the past, like like Kmart said, they've owned them. I mean, I think we talked about it earlier this year. Harbaugh has never won as a dog. This is just every year, year in and year out, just a bad spot for them. OSG, you know, Urban Meyer and Ohio State dominate them. We'll see if this is different, though. We'll see. This is great year. This is the year of the dog. We've had like a million twenty thirty point underdogs winning outright against schools. We'll see if a uh, Michigan can knock them off, try to get in the top four here. Dude, I have a great idea. We should call up Derek Stevens or John Murray, one of those guys, and just be like, hey, for every Michigan ticket, just give them a free beer, like a free drink ticket. How fucking badass would that be? (laughs) I'd go fire Michigan just for that. Free Cox. Yeah, that's a great fucking idea. How How have they not thought of this yet? Maybe they have. There's no, like, there's a law against it, but who knows? We're gonna need it, so... Riley, have you mentally prepared yourself for needing Michigan when Den comes in on Ohio State every which way on Saturday? I'm always prepared uh, <laughs> to fade fade the Denster. Um, I don't want to sound like a, a know-it-all analyst, but I think Michigan, they are going to have to play an entire four quarters. You look at any other Ohio State game, you look one second, okay, they're up by seven. You, you blink, you look again, and they're up by – Four touchdowns i think you're just so, trying to talk about you're just trying to get yourself okay with firing michigan team totals i think that's what it is riley when you're saying shit like this. <laughs> no joe for you i'm gonna take under ohio state team total dude now, that that's would be, the way that to do bold. it that's that the way bold. to fucking let's do it, do it. Okay, hey riley this saturday let's 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 run under ohio state team total riley i have a question yes what if it's zero zero Michigan has the ball. Let's say they're on Ohio State's, I don't know, 29-yard line, and it's fourth and one. What should they do? Uh, If it's the first quarter? It's the first quarter. Um, They're still in the game. Zero zero. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna want to freck there. You're you're gonna gonna want to kick there. You're gonna kick, dude. I'm just. I I mean, you you just. I think it's like a morale thing, putting points on the board. Um, I stand. I stand by it. Yeah, fourth and one on Ohio State's twenty nine. You freck. But but Riley, wouldn't a morale thing be telling your team? You know, you trust them. Go get that one yard, and if they get it morale booster but to your point if they get you know shut down yeah it could be a little deflating especially when ohio state scores on the very next play yeah and i also i also think it's kind of a a a morale boost for the defense too um you know the head coach is like hey listen we're not going to force we're not going to try to go get six we're happy with three because the defense is going to come out in the field and get a stop and get us the ball back does that happen usually not but, um, yeah, that's the logic there. Chris, it's a 9 a.m. game. What time do we expect the text? 
857. Probably this year. Or, well, yeah, it's the day. Uh, so it's two days after. Usually he's up up and at him on Good Friday. I mean, Good Friday, Black Friday, because he's it's a crazy day for the car dealership. And they've got all kinds got to be there at 8 a.m. But uh, so Saturday, we'll see. I can see he's been a little more prompt this year, I'd say. You guys are kind of shocked sometimes when I text you hours early. Like, ooh, Den's early. So we'll see. Hopefully 8. 8.30, give us a – like we care, we're going to be fading no matter what. So go go fucking Harbaugh. Chris, you also have a candidate for smelly line of the year, also in the Big Ten. Yeah, but it's a little less smelly now because am I uh, – did, did I hear this right? Is Martinez out? Dude, how long has Martinez been at Nebraska? <laughs> or is it how many over Martinez under nine years? <laughs> I, I don't know. Riley. I'm beginning to think it's like I'm a super, super, had, super senior. I think they've had multiple Martinez. That's the only explanation. <laughs> that fucking yeah. dude has been starting there since I had fucking hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still fucking smelly with three and eight is only catching a point and a half they were favored by like four and everyone's going what the fuck is you know top top 20 top 15 team that's nine and two catching you know over a field goal in nebraska but i mean if you know like us we've been on nebraska a lot fading then we know they're feisty against sparty they're feisty against oklahoma feisty against michigan so we know this is a good good team and they're gonna want to beat uh beat iowa so we'll well, probably Den's going to see that line. Probably doesn't know shit about what Nebraska's quarterback doing, so he'll probably be firing Hawkeyes. Go Huskers. Chris, that's uh, that's on Friday. That's at 1030 on Friday. So you're going to get up, have some coffee, have some corn, and you're going to Launch some to... custard. <laughs> yeah, that too. Boys, I am watching NBA Countdown right now, and Stephen A's forehead is so shiny right now, you can literally see the fucking reflection of the camera in his shit. <laughs> I am just dumbfounded right now. Sorry, I had to interject. This is just <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, why the fuck? Someone tell me why San Diego State and Boise are playing at 9 a.m. Pacific. Like, what the fuck? The day after Turkey Day, you got to get these boys riled up at, at 7 a.m. So we'll see. But uh, Den might fire. Dude, I'd, Den's going to fire that one. I can see Den coming in on the ranked team catching points there, but we'll see. Dude, yeah, that's a crazy game, 9 a.m. And then that's right after Bulldogs on Thanksgiving Day that like seven people are going to watch Fresno State and uh, San Jose State in Silicon Valley. So fuck, dude. <laughs> And those are two really big games for the Mountain West, but yeah, crazy. I love the schedule though. We've had football every day, especially during this quarantine for me. Like the past seven days, I've had like something to watch every single fucking day all day. It's been great. Been degenerating my brains out. We'll see if uh, if if the Civil War game catches catches Den Den's eye. Um, I would not mind backing the the Beavers. That sounds like a um, I think what Kelly mentioned that that's going to be part of her parlay, but um, civil war beaver cock cannot go wrong there. So hopefully Dan comes in on, on the corkscrew cocks. I don't think beavers have corkscrew cocks. So we're going to go with the beaver cock. Huh? Hopefully we're not one week late though. You should, we should have fired beaver cock last week. Right, Riley? Yeah. Yeah. I think Oregon's just, I mean, they're, they got to be a little deflated 
they just got absolutely worked. Do they come back? Does that fire them up? Maybe. I don't know. I tend to think it just they're deflated and maybe they'll come out flat and beaver. Maybe guy. they'll grow their cork, corkscrew cocks to show off their masculinity. <laughs> it's quite possible, Joe. Kyle, where do you come in on the Civil War? Because, I mean, that's a good point that that's kind of the dream crusher for Oregon, right? To go on the road. And, and that was a great call by you guys on the pod last week that Utah will probably take care of them at home. And, and they did that. And then some is Oregon just deflated from watching their chances for the playoff just evaporate just like that. Or, or do they get up for this rivalry game against a, a pretty scrappy Beaver team? I mean, I, I, I'd have to check, but the only way that I think they give a shit is if they can still be eligible for the Rose Bowl. But if they can't get into that game, I, I don't think they give a shit. Like, I think it's that simple. Like, Rose Bowl is what you play for in the Pac-12 and Big Ten. But apart from that, you know, they were had a chance to go, you know, be one of the top four. So I tend to kind of agree with Riley where they can be deflated, but I feel maybe if they can still make the Rose Bowl, you know, the granddaddy of them all. That's why, you know, a lot of kids go to these Pac-12 schools. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But I, I'd, I'd probably take the points with the Beavers too. Just I like the way they can just run and milk that clock. It's definitely something you have to watch for this weekend. I mean, with with teams, there are teams that have a lot to play for where they're trying to get bowl eligible. Some of these schools that aren't the big-time powerhouses, we've talked about it before on this show, look for that. And we're recording on Wednesday, so we haven't dug too deep into college football yet. But watch out on the Twitter see if some of the guys have some plays for teams that might have a lot to play for, or maybe fading teams that really are ready for the season to be over. So watch for that on the Twitter. Let's talk a little bit of NFL next. Um, Joe, I mean, you're, you're sort of fade use great hope in the contest, a uh, tough break on Sunday night with the chargers blown a 17.4th quarter lead. Any insight? Are you playing any of the Thanksgiving games? Are you going to wait for Sunday? Like, where are you looking for the NFL right now? We're not playing any of the Thanksgiving day games. We haven't done any Thursdays this season yet. We just don't know what the COVID shit. We don't want to risk it. But I don't know. I've, I'm kind of leaning Tennessee a little bit. They're catching a touchdown going to New England. Could be a letdown spot for New England. Um, that Cincinnati Bengals line minus five at this point, like – I, I don't – this might be the first week that I don't fade Pittsburgh just because I, I don't like the line movement there. <clears throat> but, yeah, other than that, I really haven't done a ton of research. Jared's trying to sell me on Chargers minus three going to Denver, and I fucking hate that. I told him I'm not betting. We're not fucking putting that in our, in our shit. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that <laughs> – that just might be the easiest one that, like, every square is going to look and be like, oh, Chargers are way better than them. Well, they're six and four going against five and five on the road in Denver, which is – historically a tough place to play so i don't know just trying to weed out the the really square lines which are, there are a ton this weekend so i think there's going to be a lot of square winners but we just got to find the ones that you know we just don't fall into the trap chris isn't that one of the book's biggest needs is the, the Broncos? i mean not surprising that the whole world is on some of these road faves like denver like philly isn't that going to be the book's big need is Broncos in that afternoon slate and, and probably Giants in the early slate? Yeah, there's only three uh, – are there three afternoon games this week? And, uh, yeah, good Miami, ones, at least, 
Yeah, some good ones. And uh, that's what makes kind of this week a little more challenging. Everyone goes, well, there's some good matchups. And it does make, you know, last week and the last couple of weeks, you know, our smelly poop has done good. And it's because a lot of these weird matchups where people think, oh, the dogs are going to just, or, you know, lay an egg or the favorites are going to rape. And then you catch those inflated lines where this week we've got a lot of tough teams, you know, the Vikings and Niners. And like Joe just said, the Denver and Chargers and stuff, a lot of equal match teams um, Riley and I I don't know unless my dad comes in on the Jared side which I will boycott it too we will 100% be on the Broncos I mean this is a snap call small home dog small home division dog I mean all, like you said biggest need at the Westgate in the afternoon stop maybe of the the whole weekend and uh yeah so we'll, we'll see and then like you said probably do on the Giants too I mean the Eagles how do the Eagles not? I mean, they, they can't play any better than they did against that Saints defense last week. Giants couldn't have been any poor on prime time. They're lucky to get 10. They should have had three points. They got gifted, you know, first and goal on a tipped pass. So giant cock it is. Chris, you just want to send that Broncos. You want to send that Bronco horsehead gift. That's all you want. God, it's the best. They have so many gifts. Levon gift. Miller dancing with his cock out. I mean, everything is Bronco Dude, I think cock. The second, the second best gift team is by far the dolphins that dolphin yeah. one's good too the yes. dolphins are great that's a great gift team we gotta vikings Riley, are pretty favorite? good vikings are pretty good oh patriots yeah. we could send the the movie yeah, Patriot. yeah. Patriot. mel gibson mel gibson running through the yeah. line that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> with the blue shit on his face just like the patriots or <laughs> after he ambushed those after he ambushed the redcoats and he's like chasing after that guy with the axe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Riley, I'm glad you're here. As our resident Merce, I want to ask you, I've heard a lot about COVID toe today. I, I saw Rogers put his foot up in his press conference. Like, what the hell's going on there? COVID toe? COVID toe. Rogers says his toe's I'm, fucked. You know, uh, unfortunately, I cannot speak to that. I have, I've actually never heard of COVID toe. So maybe maybe you can uh, help enlighten me a little bit in this situation. What what did he say? He just has a he has a pain pain in his toe. Or has anybody else followed this with Rogers? Yeah. He's got it's like kind of toe? turf toe, but worse. It's like it's worse than turf toe or something. I don't know. I saw the picture that's going viral, but I don't know anything else about it. I don't have any COVID toe. I'll tell you that much. That's good. <laughs> Fuck, I do, and I don't even have COVID, so fuck. Chris, we don't want to talk about your toes, Chris. God, let's not talk about that. We don't want to see them. We don't want to hear about them. Your toenails look like a banana peel. Chris, I'm pretty sure that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's fungus. It's not. It's not a virus. Yeah, just just ask Stu. Yeah. Oh my God, Kyle, what are you doing? I'm gonna. Yeah, go ahead, Riley. I'm gonna look into that though. I'm gonna look into this uh, COVID toast. It's a weird one. He's like really adamant. He's getting his press conference. Say he literally takes his shoe and his sock off and he's putting his toe up there for the camera. He's like, come on, man. Kyle, what do you do with Rams Packers? Is that one you just totally stay away from? Like Packers lost last week. Rams lost two in a row before the bye. I mean, it's a great matchup. I'm kind of on the record of saying the Rams are kind of a, a soft, fragile team going up there in the cold in green Bay. I don't think that ends well for them, but you have any opinion on that one? I mean, I guess it all depends on, you know, how bad Mr. Rogers little fractured toe is, but yeah, I, I don't know. I gave it, 
about a three second look earlier and then passed that game and, you know, said, Oh, I'm going to put Niners in the contest. <laughs> so um, I'd probably lean Rams just cause I feel like everyone's going to see a pick them and think Aaron Rodgers and blah, blah, blah. Rams lost two in a row. Um, they didn't seem so soft the first five, six weeks of the year, but things have definitely happened, you know, lately where they've been pushed around. So I know Green Bay, you know, is dealing with a couple injuries as well and on the defensive front. So I, I think the play is, you know, Rams in that spot just due to a couple, you know, questionable things the Packers got going on. It's kind of weird, right, that the rant, that the Packers are, are a pick them at home and not laying points? Yeah, I mean, they have to be taking into account the Rodgers thing and thinking he might not be right. Although, if you fucking watch the last game, it's like COVID toe yeah. my ass. It's fucking wrecked the Vikings D. And it's uh, – so I don't know. It's weird because that, that line kind of says, okay, if we we're on a neutral, the Rams would be like almost a field goal favorite. And here we are. I mean, how often, like Kmart said, how often do you look at the board – and see the Packers at home and do not have to lay any points. I mean, it just seems like it's a, a den dream where he could just put them in his round robins or his, you know, his straight bets or parlay. Everybody wants them in the parlay, or you could tease them up, you know, to seven or whatever, six and a half. So we'll see. Uh, I, I lean Rams too, especially because I saw the line go from about one and a half down to, I think the, what's the contest line? Our contest is using a pick them. I think it's pick. Yeah, it's a pick them. Yeah, so contest is basically saying like they think it's going to keep going that to the Rams' direction. So we'll see. I think Riley and I are on the same page with this. Um, we'll see if it, it makes it into our top five. Chris, what do you think Den? What do you think Den does on uh, Monday Night Football? You got Seattle, who has believe it or not the second worst record in the NFC. So you got them. They're a one point dog in the contest i don't know what this line is going to do by monday night at washington you know what we say here at fade you sometimes give us your tired your poor give us your downtrodden your absolutely is this a buy low spot for russ give us your russ as a dog if it goes off at plus one or two yet open minus three um seahawks john murray said they he thought they hung a bad line he said i don't know in what world the seahawks should be laying three on the road quickly got hit down to the washington i I don't i i of course i'm i have been on washington the last two weeks obviously fading den against the bucks and you know it was in our contest against you know the panthers small road division dog two outright wins as a dog now they got to come home in prime time where i think doug kazarian said they're like two and 15 their last 17 against the spread on Monday night football. Like this is not a good spot for the Washington um, idiots or whatever their team name is. And so the, you, I'm going to take a look at the the Seahawks and see if my dad Freck lets us fire that. Dude, Seahawks are going to be the den side though. Unfortunately, I know how, how much you value that Christopher when you come. You think so? I disagree. Yes. I I, I disagree. Dude. (sighs) You don't think Den's going to think, oh, you're going to get like Russell Wilson is going to win this game. When has Den ever, ever taken a side that's three and seven ever before? Joe, I'd be curious to see what the differentials are right now. If you if you're able to pull that up real quick. Yeah, I I can pull it up. Give me a second. (laughs) Yeah, I would think I would think that everyone's bailing on Seattle right now. Riley, what do you 
I mean, Chris just. All right, here it is. It's yeah. um, 75% of bets, 83% of money is on Washington. I just don't think that Den is going to believe in fucking Taylor, Tyler Heineke over Russell Wilson. He's going to look at that. His easy handicaps. And go, oh, Seattle was good last year. Fucking Russell Wilson's back. I'm going to bet them. I think he's hearing the noise about his fingers fucked up and then uh, Pete Carroll's going to get fucking fired and Russell's going to get traded. I don't know. I think he pays attention and sees the last few weeks of the Seahawks being absolute scum. I mean, since they beat Jacksonville, they've scored 13 points, you know, and lost to they lost to Packers and Cardinals, but people don't see that. They just see dog shit. So we'll see it. But I think I think he'll stick with the public on this one. Chris, I think I'm going to agree with Joe on on this. Um, I think he's going to look at this game, and you, you say, when has he ever bet on a 3-7 and seven team? Well, when has he ever bet the Washington football team? He has never, ever bet them. He's going to look at this game. He's going to look at Seattle and think about all the good things they've done over the past 5, 10 years, and he's going to fire Seattle. I think so, too. I, I really do. I think he's – it's the easier side to bet on. You're gonna, okay, you're gonna... you just said fucking 80% of the bets are on Washington, but that's the easier side. Yeah, but that's just my – For like, Den. What, for Den, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking with his brain. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> now that this is great, I love this. I love you guys. We're doing – we must put something on this. Let's oh, put yeah. something on. 100%. And Chris, the one thing we always tell people is whatever we think now, recording on Wednesday, just be malleable. Be yeah. malleable. Oh, oh, yeah. It's not like I I'm will, not going to bet it. For you, Den, for you skeptical fucks out there, you guys know, <laughs> I will 100% fire football team if he comes in on the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, we're not betting this early to, to fucking beat some bullshit closing line. We're just sure we're waiting on Den to tell us what to fucking do. Yeah. yeah like, like friend of the show, Dave Sharapan said, you can wipe your ass with CLV. Last one I want to talk about before we get out of here. Kyle, our Niners, our Niners, we're back. We're back. Niners playing the Vikings. They just beat the shit out of them in the NFC Championship a couple years ago. There's no way that Kyle Shanahan doesn't know exactly what Mike Zimmer and his hot-ass girlfriend are bringing to San Francisco. Uh, Quick shout-out, Chris, to, to Mike Zimmer, he's a dad. He is dating Maxim cover girl Katarina Elizabeth. He must a 60... have a corkscrew cock. <laughs> she, uh, she just goes, Daddy, you're so good off the loss. You're just a, a cover <laughs> god. It just fucks him, you <laughs> uh, Zimmer absolutely outkicked his coverage there. Um, file that one in to makes no sense. Kyle, I mean, what is it? We've talked on this show many times about the Niners falling on their face as home favorites. Are you willing to buy that they are, they have figured it out. They have this bruising running game now where they're two games in a row. We've seen a 10 plus minute drive in the first corner, just completely setting a physical tone and demoralizing opponents. Are they back or do they need to beware of Kirk Cousins? People are actually betting on this guy to win MVP now. No, I don't think they need to be wary of Kirk Cousins as much as, you know, who you mentioned is Zimmer, you know, just game planning and, you know, 
I, I'd love to say they're going to come out and, you know, have another 10 minute drive, but it seems like every time, you know, we as in you and I think, Oh, they're back. They're starting to play better. They have a game like against what was it? The Cardinals where Kittle fumbles, then Ayuk makes a great catch, gets up, gets fumbled. So, you know, it's, it's really hard. Um, I really want to believe they're going to get this win and be, you know, back in that, you know, seven, six spot, but we'll see. I, I mean, it was, it was just Jacksonville, you know, they, they did great against the Rams. So it's, it's in my head, it's one great game. So they had a cupcake last week. They did what they were supposed to do. So let's see, let's actually see them beat a team that what is five and five, but could very well be seven and three. Everson Griffin. Did you see that today? Yeah. That's like the second time he's had a gun incident. It's like the hey. same exact thing as two, three years ago. It's crazy. Ruggs had a gun in his car, too. Well, yeah, but he also was driving 150 and clearly had mental issues no one wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe, it should be a fun one. It's part of this uh, afternoon slate that also features Rams and Packers. This will be a a good test. How do you not just two even teams both playing well? How do you not just take the points here? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, looking at the public, like the money, 57% of the bets and 68% of the money is on Vikings plus three and a half. So we've wow. seen that line move up. So everybody's betting the Vikings yet. The line's moving towards them, which is kind of weird. That's a little bit of RLM, but we'll see what happens come Sunday. But yeah, I mean, I'm more inclined to take the Vikings and the points there. I mean, yeah, talk shit about Kirk Cousins and that Mormon-looking motherfucker, but he is throwing <laughs> 21 touchdowns and two picks. That's nothing to, you know, <laughs> like that. That's he's playing well under the circumstances. So, and Mike Zimmer, and you know, it looks like in at least in action, a lot of people are betting on Minnesota. So, who knows, man? We'll see what happens come Sunday. What that line looks like. Chris, you got any thoughts on that one before we get out of here? No, that one's a great game. I I don't know what to do with it either. I think it's a a great matchup. What are they both five and five? Um, you get to see it. You know, it's a everyone's saying it's going to have huge implications. You know, help with wild card seating and stuff like that. So, I like both teams are playing hot. Uh, we want to see like if this Niners team has still got it. Everyone's they've been playing like everyone thought they were. And the Vikings, we know they're feisty. They just lose close games. You know to the Cardinals and stuff like that. So we'll see if they can go in to Santa Clara and take care of business. Yeah. I love this afternoon slate this week. Should be fun. Good show guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm thankful to all of my fathers who are here with me. I'm thankful to all of our listeners. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at fade you sports, subscribe to the pod. We are going to be out of here until next week. So we'll come back next week with a recap of week 12 and everything we saw. And guys, enjoy the holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And check out fadeusports.net too. We have a new website. So go check that out there with all our archives of our old pods. So yeah, everybody go check that out. This is Fade